This is Tony. And this is Andy. And this is Yenzanat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Yenzanat. I am your co-host, Andy, followed by the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sans and memes, Tony. Hey, that's me. Today's a big day. It's going to be great. We've got three announcements to get to right off the bat. First one, uh, since it has finally reached 90 plus degrees here, pool is open. So that's pretty fun. Announcement number two, during our last podcast, mm-hmm. we kind of pitched some ideas about getting an identity, a sort of brand, I think. Yes. You know, other podcasts that are out there, they've got some kind of a specific something that is their identity. And we've kind of gone on a lot of tangents here. So with this new podcast, it's a new beginning. And I'd like to welcome everybody to Yinzenat, the podcast about wood. We can start off kind of small, take it nice and easy, just talking about the different types of wood, like maple or oak or plywood or mourning. And then our third announcement is just this morning. Anchor has announced that they have put in place subscriptions to quality content podcasts. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a quality podcast about wood. So moving forward, I'd love you to put your hands together for $4.99 a month subscription to Yinzanat, the podcast about wood. What do you think? I mean, I'm game. I'm, I'm learning about trees and shit, bushes, flowers. Oh, no, no. See, this is just specifically about wood, like two by fours and four by fours and six by eights and two by sixes and one by twos. Mm. And what you'd find in popular Home Depot or Lowe's or I don't know, Rite Aid. Do you have a favorite type of wood? Morning. Besides morning, because that's the obvious. I think plywood would be my favorite kind of wood because it's so versatile. You can use it for pretty much anything except for, you know, load-bearing structures. You can't really walk on it unless it's supported by other types of wood. But the versatility of plywood, it can be used for pretty much anything. You want a surfboard? Sure, use some plywood. Do you want to build a table? There's plywood. You want it to last? You cover it in duct tape. Exactly. Laminate that shit with duct tape. You're good to go for like the next five years. Subscribe for more. See, it's a winning formula. I can't wait to see the new income and influx of fans. This is going to be wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's it's funny because I actually just was doing some gardening because I got I finally got some flowers and shit for my front yard. Uh, I got some help with that. And because I don't know what the fucking plan, I want to put something out there that I never have to fucking worry about again, because I'm, I want to do as little work as possible because I would much rather do work around inside the house to make it better. So um, by doing all that today, when I went to the back of the house and I have this little spot full of just weeds, I, I had the hostess that I had in my little flower bed next to my driveway I moved those into the back and I sprayed this shit that's supposed to prevent deer from getting to it but it smelled like fucking vomit and like spoiled pepperoni mm. it smelled horrible 
Yeah, but, that should keep everything away from it, basically. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. It, it just smelled so fucking bad. I couldn't wait to shower afterwards because it was so bad. And um, while I was digging everything out of there, of that little flower bed in the back, there was a little oak tree, like a little like piece sticking up out of the ground. So I pulled it out and I'm like, is this a fucking tree? So I planted it in a little planter and I want to see how, how it grows nice. before I decide to like, do I want to keep it? Do I want to sell it? Do I want to put it somewhere? Well, just figure in about 150 years, that little oak sapling will be like $300 worth of lumber. It'll be great. Yeah, but that's not so, really cost efficient right now because I mean, I, it's, gonna, it's not going to do me anything for 100 years and in 100 years, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a long-term investment. It's not a great retirement strategy, but it's renewable. That is true. That's the good thing about wood. Yeah. (laughs) It it just keeps showing up. And and it's, and it's going up in price because apparently uh, a sheet of plywood or whatever is like, you know, $2,000 now. It is worth its weight in gold. It's the new commodity. Yeah. We're getting ahead of the curve. Everybody's like Bitcoin this and Litecoin that and stash all of your money in gold and platinum and copper because it can be ripped out of the walls. No, wood, plywood yeah. specifically because it is the most versatile of wood. Preferably, I like two by tens. That's what I used when I built my shelf in my closet in my bedroom. And I really liked the thickness of it and how it felt in my hands. Oh, sure. So, so just and be it, able to get your mitts on some of those big chunks of wood. Yeah. And it really fills the gap in my closet. So it does. Yeah. yeah. It, it ties the room together. It fills that gap nice and tight. No like give around it. Yeah. It's solid. Nothing's nothing's going to bring that down. That's one solid piece of wood. We can keep this going, but <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, yes, I did. I did have a, a an oak tree that I just put in a little planter, so I'm excited about that. And and you know, again, renewable and also oxygen. So and it's it, acorns. Yeah, you, you can help feed the neighborhood squirrels, and Mao can watch those and chirp at them and try to attack them through the screen. Oh my God, he has been so vocal. I was outside when I was outside work and I opened the windows and he's like, he's like standing on the windowsill looking down, like being the foreman. And he's like, like telling me I'm doing it wrong. It's like, motherfucker, you don't know how to do this either. So yeah, he's like, no, no, you're doing it fucking wrong. Do it a different way. You see, See? there he is. Yeah, he's, he's chiming in. He's letting you know. You're a little shit, Mal. Okay, so, so morning wood subscriptions. So we're giving subscriptions for Morningwood. Yes. Okay. $4.99. $4.99 a month for your fill of Morningwood. Morningwood. So that's what we're rebranding Yinzanat. It's going to be like Yinzanat Morningwood edition. Definitely. Yeah. At least least for the next 16 episodes. Okay. That's what you can look forward to. Sponsored by wood. Yes. Okay. I'm done. Sponsored by 84 Lumber. (laughs) No, let's... Let's go. To, let's go to Busy Beaver because <laughs> right. yeah. there's like what, like three left in America. I don't know. I think so. But, and that was such a big deal back in the '80s and stuff. Going to Busy Beaver. I remember going to Busy Beaver. Be, you see, it's such a tongue t- tongue twister too. <laughs> tongue twister for the Busy Beaver. Yeah, those uh, those beavers really give the tongues workout. Yeah, they do. 
But yeah, I I remember going to, to Busy Beaver all the time. Yeah, it was placed very conveniently out there towards Century 3 Mall. Yeah, in the one out, well, it was Spinning Wheels, and then it turned into Busy Beaver, right? Were you were you a big uh, ice or not ice skate roller skater in the eighties like we were? No, I was actually straight up fucking terrible at it. Mm. And we went for school event, somebody's birthday or something. When I was in grade school, I hated every second of it, and I took off the roller skates as soon as I could. Probably after one lap of using my hands to pull me around the outside of the rink. And then I immediately went over to the arcade and started spending money on the video games. And then, yeah, years later, I picked up the rollerblades and went nuts with those. But the actual roller rink, and every, no, I was never a fan of that place. And after one very, very bad experience with that, I thought, oh, I'm swearing it off. Never again. You and your like absolutes that's like, oh, no, this is dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's I give things a shot. I will try it once. And then if it doesn't meet my expectations or it's terrible in every conceivable fashion, gone. Dead to me. Yeah. That's a shame. Because eh, I'm, I live because, with it. Well, I mean, if I did that, then I would never have liked Pearl Jam. I would have never liked Incubus. I would have never done a lot of things in my life if I didn't give them another chance. So my life would be drastically different if I didn't do any of those things that I do on a normal basis now. Yeah, you're you're a second chance forgiving type of guy. <laughs> I am not. I'm like, fuck it. One, one and done. One and done, bitches. Yeah. Well, growing up, Jay had a birthday party at Spinning Wheels one year. And I remember it was a big deal. And we that's when his parents owned the bakery down in Casty village mm -hmm. and they made cupcakes for it it was delicious and i remember playing video games there in the arcade the star wars because who didn't love that game at the time i loved it yeah so because it was star wars yeah and it was before the prequels came out yeah good times oh sure the 80s yeah so how was your week you have a good week it went by way too quickly, as weeks tend to do nowadays. But yeah, it was uh, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. We were bitching about 2020 for how long, and it's already fucking May of 2021. Yep, it's my birthday month. How old do you turn in this year? Uh, 40-something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I turned 45, and you're what, like two years, three years younger than me? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That's my age. Yeah. Are you doing anything special for your birthday this year? I will probably have a drink and jump in the pool. But you do that every fucking day, don't you? That is pretty special, though. That's special me time. Special you time? Yeah. Well, your, your birthday is on a Wednesday, right? Yep, this year it is. So, so I can take like the whole week off and have an actual full birthday week. It usually coincides with like Memorial Day. This is mm -hmm. kind of one of the oddities. For the most part, if it's a Monday or a Tuesday, I just take off like a nice four-day weekend and now it's my party. And I party as much as I possibly can for an old 40-something guy. This year, it's Wednesday and I'm thinking about just like the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just making it a full-on week of debauchery and enjoyment and the general hookers and blow that you have on birthdays as you do. I mean, you already have the pool, so I would be having all kinds of pool parties with lots of drugs, 
lots of girls, lots of, you know, um, shady characters, you know. Oh, sure. In a retirement village like Cape Coral, that's totally a common sight. Yeah. I mean, someone's obviously going to break a hip. Right. Yeah. You know, so the ambulance has to be on standby just in case there are heart attacks or broken hips, you know, Mm -hmm. the usual kind of party casualties. Yeah. Strokes. (laughs) It's, it's been a while since we've had a good gathering. Well, yeah. I mean, pandemics sort of do that. I really have a whole lot of get togethers during the bubonic plague, at least as, as far as I've been told. You know, the, the shindigs and hootenannies didn't happen around that time because, you know, people dying and stuff. And then uh, the Spanish flu, uh, like waves one through five, there just happened to be a big world war around that time as well. So I think the general disposition and attitude was abject misery. Yeah, so that was a little rough to get around. And then it's kind of tough to maneuver all of the iron lungs for the polio epidemic to get together. So it's just kind of like that continuation of pandemics fucking over parties. Yeah. Well, we are both microchipped and ready to roll. Yeah. You had, I had Moderna. You had Pfizer. Pfizer. I, I got the like super serum because since I got it, I started getting a bunch of aces. Not that I'm trying to like, you know, keep bringing this up, but like, I'm just saying I'm it's it might be a coincidence but it could obviously be it's That is it's, your superpower. Yeah, I have superpowers now. Aerodynamic so. flight prediction. Yeah. So so I found my my calling. Did you get anything from from Pfizer? I've started speaking to animals. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, the, the t- telepathy started to set in a little bit. Mm. So I started to use it for good in speaking with animals. Can you finish other people's sentences? No. I was going to say food. I can do that, but that was not a superpower. That was basically mm. like a fry penalty. Oh. Uh, well, maybe you can get another superpower. I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't maybe it doesn't all show up at once. You know, maybe you have to mature to, to you know, you need to get, you know, 40 you know, some right. years old and Yeah, there's a specific threshold and like a superpower puberty you have to go through. So Yeah. Right now, I'm just speaking to animals and mm. uh, not not hearing anything back, but I'm holding out hope. I'm mm. just speaking to them, specifically birds. And it's usually, shut the fuck up! That, that's pretty much it as they're chirping outside my window. And sometimes they listen, so I think it's working. Yeah. But usually not so much. I speak to cats, like Mal especially, and Mal just gives me all attitude. So Mal doesn't give a fuck. He's like, talk whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. Speaking of animals and, you know, next time you visit, maybe we can uh, have you talk to the owl that's somewhere in the neighborhood. Uh, I, we did have uh, some people vote. Um, thank you for everyone who voted. But it looks like the winner of the naming of the owl that lives in the neighborhood or possibly my attic, who knows, is Hootie McAlface. So, <sighs> I not, mean, not my best suggestion, but I suppose he gets his followers. Yeah, I mean, which one was your favorite? I I think Feather Locklear was the runaway favorite. Feather Locklear. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did put out Hootie McAlface as just kind of a joke. Uh, well, to get the waters started, you know, just to to warm up the waters and let people get some ideas. Not, you know, that wasn't the end all be all suggestion of it because 
eh, let's be honest, it's kind of low effort. It's still good. It's just mm-hmm. low effort. But yeah, the Feather Locklear was my favorite. And I am very, very disappointed in all of the life choices of our listeners because they failed to select the right name. But to each their own, let's be fair here. They can call it whatever they want because they're special individuals and they're all unique snowflakes. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, not that you're angry. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you everybody who participated in this little experiment. We appreciate it. Yeah, getting some listener involvement, getting them up and excited about the Yins and That podcast, even though, you know, we're kind of twisting things around and making it all about wood here coming up soon. We mm-hmm. wanted to get some involvement and some enthusiasm. And it looks like naming an owl the least effort name possible is enough to get our listeners up and excited. So, yes. yay, yay us. So I will have to get like a plaque or something and put it somewhere on the house and commemorate Hootie McAlface mm-hmm. of the neighborhood. Yeah. On this day, Hootie McAlface made its nest in the neighborhood. Yes. And then, yeah, just every, every year, like employee of the month style list how, <laughs> how that nest is going. Owl of the, owl of the month <laughs> or, or of the neighborhood, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You could just steal one of those employee of the month plaques from like Wendy's. It's not like anybody pays attention to those. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully in the next couple months, somebody can name the the gator that lives in your neighborhood, you know? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You could you can name the gators if I see them. Um, you could name the coyotes out around the, the park area. I do have a uh, racer snake that does make its way onto the lanai every so often where the cats decide to corner it and play around with it. Luckily, it's just a harmless kind of garter snake type thing, but it handles a lot of the frogs and lizards and all the other kind of pests that are around here. So they're good to have on hand. We could name that. It's a nice young one because it's only, I don't know, about a foot long or so, and it can get up to five foot or so. But um, yeah, we could have naming contests for the snakes too. Hissy McScale face. Yeah. Try something different. (laughs) Well, I mean, actually, I mean, we could have that, but I mean, if we're going to get into it, I mean, we might as well have it where, you know, you name our wood. Yeah, we're going to talk about wood. You can name our wood. I don't even have any suggestions for that, but that's part of the excitement. (laughs) Woody McWoodle face. Posty McGrain face. (laughs) See, I'm sensing kind of a pattern here with the specific names. They all seem to be Irish. Yes. Naughty Nelly. Wow, that's that's quite punny. I, I actually like that one. <laughs> it, it works. It works, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can get uh, an expert in wood on the show. I, I know I know Nate does some woodworking. Maybe we can uh, get him on the show and do an interview about wood. That would be breathtakingly exciting. I I am on the edge of my seat right now. Right. This is this is a podcast about wood. And obviously, when we're talking about wood, there's a whole lot of excitement. You can definitely hear it in my voice right now. I'm barely restrained. <laughs> okay, that was a fucking lame joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> there's nothing but gems on this show. That's true. We're, we're comedic geniuses. Yeah. 
Well, one thing I, I do want to mention, I, I can't remember if I met, mentioned it before. I, uh, I've had a lot of neck issues in my life. Uh, it's hard for me to sleep at times because I, I got like a bunch of different neck issues that if I'm in a certain angle for so, uh, so long, I get migraines, headaches. I know you've experienced migraines and headaches a lot too. I don't really take medication all that much for it because I, I mean, I'll take like Advil or Tylenol or whatever, but I, I don't take any of like special medications. I never really had any of those. And I've tried a lot of different pillows in my time. Like I've had the, the bamboo pillows and uh, the contour pillows, the memory foam, everything, feather pillows, and things would work for a little bit, but nothing seemed to really hold its weight when it came to laying my head down and being secure. So I did go and try, uh, you know, like I said, I tried a bunch of different pillows and there was one pillow that like it intrigued me and I've been using it for a while because I said, fuck it, I'm just going to get it because I need to try something because I have a lot of neck issues and it's really, I hate waking up with a headache or just laying down and within like, you know, 30 minutes, I get a headache because I just can't deal with it. I ended up getting one of those purple pillows. I think it's like a Harmony pillow. And it's purple is that mattress company that has that like those purple, like silicon looking honeycomb type things for their mattresses. And, and so I decided to give one of those a try. And I will say I've been using it for some time now, like probably like five, six months maybe. And I've had zero issues with my neck from sleeping or, you know, laying on it wrong or anything like that. And I've never, I've always, when I go to sleep, I'm usually on my side, one of the sides. It's, I was never really able to sleep on my back or like my stomach at all. I find myself waking up in the morning and I'm laying on my back. And that was something I would never do before but now I do it almost daily, it seems like. So I just want to say anyone who is looking for a pillow and has a lot of neck issues, I would definitely give that purple, I think it's a Harmony pillow. I, it could be mistaken. I can look it up, whatever. But I will say that it has really helped my neck and me have less issues and less headaches. So just wanted to give, uh, give that to people because it's something that everyone sleeps. You know, I don't know what everyone likes, but, you know, this is something I've went through extensive research because I've had so many issues and I tried it and it's, it's golden for me. So I, I recommend it highly. Cool beans. Glowing review. Completely unsponsored too. Yes. Send us free shit, purple. <laughs> we all need free pillows. What do you use? I use a pillow. Yeah. What kind? <laughs> I have no idea. So in the past, folks have thrown words around describing me like cheap and cheapskate. And I prefer the term frugal mm -hmm. and discerning. Uh, but once my pillow that I previously had was threadbare enough that holes started to appear in it because, again, frugal, Holly had purchased one for herself that she was unhappy with. I think it's like a contour pillow. I don't know. She wasn't using it. It was sitting there and I was like, I need a new pillow. This is right here. So I took it and it's a pillow. So it seems to work. 
it's got like a divot in the center where like it cradles your head. And then on the side, if you're on your side, it cradles your neck. And I don't know, there's a whole bunch of pillow science and aerodynamics that have gone into this where designers have really done their architectural work around which material goes in it and whatever. It was there. It was a pillow. It was soft. I put my head in it. I fell asleep. We're golden. So I have zero idea what brand, what type, what anything it is. Shit, it could be like Chernobyl-style carcinogens inside there. And I'd be like, I don't know. It's, it was there and it's comfortable. So I put my head on it. And if I grow another eyeball or another ear, then shit, that's the cost of doing business. And I'll know that the Pfizer microchip has actually done its magic and my mutation is coming through. And who knows? It might just grow into a new friend. I might have like another me. That'd be great. Kind of like, um, fuck, what's the movie? Army of Darkness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> another <laughs> I evil think of it. You can have evil Tony, but you already <laughs> have the goatee. Right, I've got the goatee. So, <laughs> so good Tony would come out. <laughs> I, th I think we would probably both be along the lines of apathetic neutral. It, like it, it would be a nice kind of like, buddy cop sitcom thing good tony bad tony <laughs> sort of yeah except both of us deliver the exact same lines in the exact same fashion so yeah the good cop bad cop routine would be really fucking strange how would it go it would be like do you want to interrogate this guy not really no it's lunchtime you know we got to go out to eat and you know we'll just leave it for somebody else to interrogate because he's not going to talk anyway yeah i guess so you got a point there so we should probably just go to lunch and let somebody else deal with it and i'm like yeah that sounds like a good plan because if not then people are just going to forget about it and this guy's just going to die in the interrogation chamber and who knows he could have been guilty anyway so you know justice served and that's a good point we should really just go and eat because i know the burgers are getting cold so we need to get out there pretty soon and yeah that makes a good point because now we have the burgers and get some of the rub on there and it would be back and forth about just jack shit, nothing. Yeah, so basically, you'd be a horrible cop, good oh, or bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, there's too much power with that. I mean, I'm all for power and world domination and all, but like, I don't want to hurt anybody either. In general, I think that's a fair life philosophy. Yeah. Except Brad Marchand. Him, fuck him. He can fucking. Wow. Yeah. There's the animosity. And, and I mean, I'm sure you'd say Taylor Hall too. So both Bruins makes it easy to hate that team. Yeah. They're really, <laughs> you know, if there's one team out there that just says, Hey, you know, do you want to like us or do you want to hate us? That team has everything about it. I just fucking hate. I don't mm -hmm. like them. I don't. Anyone on that team just has this arrogance that I just, I can't, I can't deal with. One exception to that, I will go with Patrice Bergeron seems to be the exception to the rule there. He seems, okay, so the sports thing all aside, I hate Zdeno Chara because I hate Zdeno Chara. Yes. But from all accounts, he's a giant teddy bear off the ice. And if we're going to be very fair, like Brad Marchand, as for as much of a dick as he is on ice, off ice, those are two really, really solid guys. Like everybody who has a story about them off the ice, meeting them, the charities they work for, blah, blah, whatever. They're really, really nice guys off the ice. That's not what we're fucking talking about here. We're talking about on ice antics. Patrice Bergeron never came across to me as like being that on ice, arrogant dick. 
but he's really fucking good. Mm -hmm. He's like the lone standout in the shit cesspool that is the Boston Bruins ice hockey team. He's like the piece that doesn't fit because everybody else is garbage there. They're all scum. They're all terrible human beings when they're on the ice. Bergeron, not one of those guys. No. He's amazing on the faceoffs. Like he, he's got what, like, I don't know, 120% win ratio on the faceoffs. And he's a great playmaker. But enough about boosting up his ego because he doesn't need it. They'll, they'll get back to fuck the Bruins. And now because the Capitals have pulled Chara away from them, if we didn't say fuck the Capitals in the past, by the way, we have many, many times. Yes. Now they're both kind of tainted. Well, I mean, Capitals have, what, four former Penguins on their team? I think so, yeah. And it used to be like eight. Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically the Capitals organization is where penguins go to die. So, fuck them too. It's still, still the Haglund trade makes me angry. That entire trade tree makes me angry. Yeah. Although he hasn't, what they said during the game yesterday, he hasn't scored in like the last 10 or, or no points in the last 10 games or something like that, or one point or something. It's So, he hasn't really been playing, you know, he, he's not producing points, but that doesn't mean that he's not playing well in other game, other parts of the game because he he does do well in a lot of those other parts yeah i mean as a shorthanded specialist i think he is pretty high up there on the players that teams would like to have he was great with the penguins yeah and you know the hbk line and i'm sure it's been five years since that mm -hmm. it's been five years since that and the skills decline as you get older, as I'm sure we are well aware. So sure, in hindsight, it was still a shitty trade and it led to a horseshit trade tree and it was fucking mm -hmm. useless at the time, but he would have been gone anyway. You know, same as Hornquist now. Yeah. That Hornquist trade, I, I still, for as well as Matheson has played for the Penguins. And I'll eat some crow here. He has. He, he has played a lot better than I expected him to. Oh, absolutely. After watching his shit show in Florida, and I have, I watched mm -hmm. him play for Florida. He was fucking terrible. Is it the system? Eh, it could be. Is it just he has better pairings to play with? Who the fuck knows? Whatever it was, he's turned things around. And I will agree. He has played better than I expected him to because I expected him to be a fucking pylon on the ice. Yeah. I still love my horny cue. I do too. I miss him. I, he, he just seems like an overall good guy and you just want him to succeed. The fucking psycho Viking he is. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter has been playing better than I expected as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I think for me, he's about on par with what I expected. I expected him to come in and not be a fucking Patrick Marlowe waste of space. He's come in and done pretty well for the team. He's scored some goals. People have used him in the Hornquist manner of bouncing pucks off of him that go into goals like we saw mm -hmm. last night. He's been making a difference, which I'm thrilled with because we got him for, you know, a bag of pucks and a third round draft or something like that. Yeah. So they're conditional. So they all get bumped up. Like, you know, if we go far into the playoffs and then if we win the Stanley Cup, there's that third and fourth round pick gets bumped up to second and third round for those different con conditions. But what are we, what are we going to draft next year? 
the draft isn't all that deep. So mm-hmm. anybody outside of the top 10 is going to be a crapshoot anyway. Who the fuck cares? Second, third, fourth round. Just give them away like popcorn. Get something for them. Yeah, but if you think about it, Gensel and Rust were both, what, third rounders? And they're, they're fucking, Rust is fucking playing great. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and Gensel's, you know, no slacker either. You know, they're, you know, that line itself is, is good. And what do we do when, when Malkin comes back? Do we even let him come back? Right. Yeah. So somebody fucking Nancy Kerrigan's his ass in the locker room is like, sit the fuck down. We've got I mean, this. I mean, cause he is good for at least minimum three turnover turnovers a game, you know, like with turnover. So mm-hmm. Yeah, the Malkin hat trick, a stick infraction in the offensive zone, a high stick double minor penalty, and like a drop pass right to a defender. Yeah. And granted, we're making fun of him because that happens with alarming frequency, but the dude can still score. Look, Malkin is great. I love Malkin. You know, every player has his his faults, except Crosby, because Crosby can do no wrong. (laughs) And Rust, yeah. Well, no, Rust can't score empty netters. That's yeah, his, that's his uh, flaw there. He can make some some really amazing plays, but he give an open net. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, make sure that the goalie is in place. That way, he can beat somebody. Because mm-hmm. like he's like, if it's an empty net, then it's just too easy. Why even bother? Yes. You put a goalie in there, and now you've got somebody to beat. And Russ is like, fucking game on, yo. And the other thing is, we are in a position in in the standings that. I didn't think that we would be at all. I, I didn't honestly, like at the beginning of the year, I didn't think we were going to make the playoffs because I didn't feel that we had it. Oh yeah. Our predictions earlier this year about who was going to be in it. Holy shit. Some of those were off. Like, did we think the penguins were going to be in it? You were on record of being like, I don't even think the penguins are going to be in the playoffs and like no. reversing the division now. And, you know, we had talked about how the Flyers, as much as we hate to say it, they were looking good because at the beginning of the season, they did. They yeah. looked really, really good. And then they imploded and Carter Hart became a little bitch and started to pretend fight everybody on his way to the locker room. And their defense became more like Swiss cheese that mm. had been sitting in the garbage for about four weeks. So those holes just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. And they were eliminated from playoff contention where we thought, well, they might actually have a chance this year. Nope, they do not. No, and I'm okay with that. I, I am w- absolutely thrilled with that. So it's basically going to be us, Boston, Capitals, and the Islanders. Yep. And it's just whoever's jostling around because right now we're in first. Who would you rather play? Would you rather play Boston or would you rather play the Islanders? Because it, the Islanders have had our number in the playoffs. I mean, since we won the Cups. Yeah, I'm torn. I would imagine playing Boston, but I would rather play Washington. I would, I would first round Washington, even though it has been tradition, except for one year, of knocking them out in the second round. This is a little bit of a different situation and i would like to play them first because i think we would be able to take them out while boston and the islanders beat the living shit out of each other and then we go and take out whoever is left there because uh, aside from the tom wilson antics i really don't see washington especially without ovechkin uh being that much of a threat yeah now watching me be completely fucking wrong and the pens get blown out whatever i mean i'm worried about boston just because as much as 
I hate all Boston teams. They seem to have a number on us. I don't know. I just feel that they are a hurdle that we struggle with. And I don't want to fucking deal with them. I really want like the Islanders to fucking blow them out or something. I don't, I don't even know what, how like any of the other teams who were in it played against them or Washington or whatever. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, it, it's going to be exciting, but some like two good teams are going home like quickly. And that's a shame. I just hope it's not us. That's been a lot of the weird kind of division scheduling in previous years anyway. There were at times some really good teams that got knocked out in the first round, surprisingly. And then the shitty teams continued on to the next round just because of the strength of their matchups, whatever. If it's good hockey, it's good hockey. That's what I'm looking forward to. And so far we're seeing kind of a ramp up of there's a lot of play in the division where teams are out of it. So they've been mathematically removed from contention. They are not in the playoffs at all. So they're playing their younger guys, which is what is good. You know, they're bringing up the AHL scrubs to give them some NHL experience to see, do we want to retain these people? What are our options for the Seattle expansion coming up this summer? They're playing around because there's there are no consequences yeah they're already out of the playoffs what else are they going to do so you've got the ones that are jockeying for position beating up on the poor guys but uh sometimes they're actually fucking losing to them you know like coming very close with i don't know say a five nothing lead in the third period and suddenly squeaking out a fucking win six five at the very end of that third period you know against I don't know, say New Jersey fucking devils who never had a fucking chance playing down to competition. That's a Pittsburgh tradition. Yes, it is. And as of right now, Boston hasn't clinched yet. Pitt, Washington, and the Islanders have clinched, but Boston hasn't clinched yet. So the Rangers would be the next in line. And it's very, very doubtful. They have to win out and Boston has to lose a bunch of games. I, I like the money puck circle grid to show the percentages of what are the chances of these teams coming in here. And yeah, okay. Boston hasn't clinched yet, but they win a game out of the next six. What is it? Six that are left, whatever the next two weeks, they win a game and they're in. So it's just a matter of time right now because it's not like Zabanajad is going to go on his rampage like he did about a month ago and score 14 goals in two games, which by the way was fucking nuts watching those games, which I did because I was like, this dude found his stick and he's playing again. And just the way he was able to find the open ice and just snap shot after shot at the net and get through. I was like, that's uh, that's pretty skillful. Yeah. That's entertaining to watch. So yeah, we have, Four games left, two against Philly, two against Buffalo. So you would think that these are four semi-easy wins, but it's yeah. the Penguins. So yeah. never count out the opposition. So I could see us losing two out of those four games. Yeah. But Buffalo, to be fair, Buffalo has started to get a little bit of confidence. They so. did because they've got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to prove. And they got rid of fucking Taylor Hall. They were like, this goddamn boat anchor, we'll give him to another team. Just get him off the fucking team. Yeah. And now they're doing better. I will say, uh, yeah, yeah. Another another thing that I, I, I noticed, Yager is going to play another year of professional hockey over in 
whatever fuck place he lives or whatever the team he owns <laughs> the Czech um, league yeah the Czech league okay that guy looks younger than Ovechkin what the fuck happened to Ovechkin that he looks like geriatric league <laughs> I have no idea the crazy shaggy beard look that he's got going where it has gone well prematurely gray he looks like grandpa oh mm-hmm. so and Yager, just fucking Yager, dude. That mullet is still rocking. That dude, he's still in game. And he's still rocking the fucking score sheet. He's going to be like 52 or three before he fucking finally hangs it up. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to, I mean, I could see him playing until he's 55, you know, easily. Like he's what, 40, he's my age, right? Isn't he like 45, 45 or something? I don't know. Sure. He's All, he's another one of the forty somethings. Yeah, he's a horizon. Yeah. Hey, you know, he he was you know as a penguin, you loved him when he went to the Capitals, and then back in whatever year it was, two thousand fifteen or whatever, when there was Yager Watch, like trending on Twitter because he was possibly coming back to the Pens, and he goes to the fucking Flyers, and it's just bad taste in the mouth with that shit, but. Yeah, he, he's bounced around the league. The traveling Yoggers now have half of the different jerseys that he, half the league's different jerseys. You know, obviously you can't forget that he was a Calgary Flames legend out there for 18 games or something. Yeah, the dude the dude has bounced around a bit, but he's made an impact pretty much everywhere he went. He's that good of a player. Yeah, he is. I'd like to see him just like tear apart a beer league or something. Oh my God, it wouldn't even be a... The gooniest goon that shows up on NHL ice would make beer leaguers look like they were toddlers playing with rubber bands. Yeah. I mean, they they said that if you go on like the hockey subreddit, there are folks that play in beer leagues over the summer where even AHL players, somebody who sniffed the NHL, they come in there and they train, they play around because, you know, ECHL and AHL players, they don't make enough to be just dedicated professional hockey players. They've got second jobs. They're yeah. like daily doing something else, but they are professional hockey players. And when there isn't league practice, they'll play in beer leagues. And like I said, the the worst players that are there, the gooniest of the goons, they still make the beer leaguers just embarrass them. Yeah. There's that much of a gap between the abilities. It'd still be fun to watch. Yeah. Although, I mean, although I think there would be a point where you would go to see Yaramir Yager beat the shit out of beer league teams. And then at some point it would be like that Simpsons episode where it's like, no, he's already dead. Please. Like everybody, it, there's this laughter and exuberance and it's kind of funny. And then at some point it just becomes like, dude, like just stop. It's, it's, we feel bad for these guys. Just quit it. Stop beating that dead horse. He's already dead. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Good stuff. Hockey. Well, it is becoming, um, well, it, it is coming down to the end of the season and being the best part of the year, which is hockey playoffs, which we have three games on minimum every night for the first couple of weeks. And it's fantastic. I yep. don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm excited that it's warming up and I'll be able to watch it on the, the porch. I'm really excited about that. So good times. And we'll, we'll have maybe a hockey special, maybe just BS predictions or whatever it'd be interesting to see what we do 
Yeah. As, as we've just seen, we have claimed that whatever the topic is, whether it be movies or music or the upcoming smorgasbord of discussions around wood, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It turns to hockey and we're off to the races. Yes. Well, I mean, don't most companies use oak for their sticks? Is it for? It could be that one tree that you have in the pot in the backyard could be the future goalie sticks and the team sticks for the future Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, it's it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to making an acquaintance with the wood. Yeah, and- see, you can go out there and you can you can talk it up and be like, "All right, buddy, come on." You got to grow because we're going to make you into hockey sticks. Yeah. It's going to be great. You're going to be famous. You're going to be on TV. Everybody wants to be on TV, right? Not just like being interviewed for the local news because you saw a car accident somewhere and, uh, you know, they have to talk to the idiot Yinzer on the side of the street who's waving the reporter down. No, not like that. You're going to be on national TV in the hands of a superstar. So grow, little oak tree, grow. Got to give that encouragement. Make yes. sure every morning you talk to it, you build up its spirits so that it grows up nice and strong. I'm going to go out and put a little teeny hockey stick on it. Just <laughs> just to dress it up. Maybe, maybe I'll, you know, during the winter, I'll get a little scarf for it. Nice. Penguin colored scarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be the, the penguin oak tree. Future sticks of the players. I like it. Yeah. Now you got the team relying on you. Yeah. I do have a Penn's garden gnome in my in my front yard. Do you have anything Pittsburgh related in your house other than okay, me, not like jerseys or anything like that. But like do you have any, you know, like flags or anything like outside your house or anything that's like okay, yeah, this is like Pittsburgh. Outside no. Inside like I Penn do, stuff. Yeah, I do have some Penn stuff that is hanging up. My sister and brother-in-law got me, it's a little picture of various jerseys. And it's funny because they got me this with, you know, Malkin and Crosby and fucking Jordan Stahl and my name on like a jersey in there as well. Like I'm super fan kind of thing. And they bought it. And then before they were able to give it to me, Jordan Stahl gets traded, but his jersey's there anyway. Still love it. It's up in my office here. But aside from the random like giant eagle spice that is still living in one of the closets somewhere, and I say living because it's probably in the back. And if it's spice, it's been opened or something. And I'm sure there's something living in it. And I'm just too lazy to go and toss it out. Who knows? It might be a science experiment in like five years when I open it up and like, holy shit, this is crazy. And it's trying to eat me. And then I throw it out and have to stomp on it and kill it and whatever. Yeah, there's a couple of like giant eagle grocery things that are still floating around here. Um, giant eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's that I think is it. Damn. Damn. All right. Well, moving on. Another topic. Are Have you played Outriders anymore? Yes. No. No, I have not. No? OK, I've only been playing by myself, which I don't know how the mechanics change when you have another person in your party. So I, I find myself, I'll play, I'll play a board and then I'll die and then I'll play it again and then, you know, figure out what you have to do. But it would be nice to, to have at least one other person to like beat some of this shit sometime. <laughs> um, the, the, the thing is like, I don't play as much as I would like and like 
now that the weather's nice, I'm playing disc golf by the time I'm done and I come home and I shower and I get like shit done around the house. It's like, okay, I'm going to fucking pass out. So but it, it, it is a nice game. I, I, and I'm, I am liking it. Although it is a little bit too Gears of Wars ish for me. Cause that is a little bit annoying, but, but it's not bad. The story so far is good. Yeah. Some of the, the videos that I have seen, I'm getting that thought as well, where it seems a lot like Gears. I didn't like Gears all that much. The cover shooter thing just turned me off. I like the AI. I thought you know the flanking abilities and that enemies actually sought you out. That was better than then just like Metal Gear Solid kind of, holy shit, yeah. I see somebody. And then three seconds later, they're like, oh, must have been the wind, whatever. The set battles in Gears were better. I just didn't like the mechanics. And between Outriders mechanics seeming a little bit similar, I, I like I said, I haven't played it, but just watching people play it to get an idea of how does this thing work, the mechanics and the motion sickness part of it. I don't know if it's a setting that they have. I've noticed myself, there's a time limit where it gets to a specific point and then I have to, I have to bail because yeah. I start getting nauseous watching it. That happens in some games. I think it's like field of view and you can change that up a little bit to make it not as bad or to eliminate it entirely. I just rarely ever fuck around with those settings. Yeah, I've been I, I've played that Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge or whatever for, for the Oculus. And it's a really interesting, fun game, but I can only play it in certain amount of increments because after a certain point, if the controls are your movement controls can can be a little less fluid at times and that's what sets me off and then i and then it's like now i'm getting like dizzy i need to stop this it sucks because you'll be getting into it and then that happens and then it's just like now i have to stop uh so you make progress only to have to stop but uh, i mean i do still play beat riders not beat riders um uh, beat saber i there's another one that's like rail riders or something like that i have that too it's yeah, good the beat saber one it it is almost immediate with the motion sickness so i know i'd never be able to play that oh that sucks because it's such a fun game it is it is so much fun that's one of those things i would i wish we had back in the day when we were doing like ddr because that would have been a fun alternative and now with the weather breaking and everything i kind of want to do it on the porch and have it displayed on the big screen so you could see people playing and how bad they are because yeah yeah basically have the ddr night with different games everybody show up there and instead of playing you know rock band and everybody making noise out like that it's pretty much silent you can just watch people flail away at imaginary bricks flying at their head Mm -hmm. yeah it's good stuff i'm not really playing anything else I, i i still have assassin's creed to get through but i I'm I, I'm not trying to be a completionist for the game. I I think I graduated into that group of people as well, where I don't have the patience or the free time to, well, I've got the free time. I just have don't have the will to focus on that kind of stuff now, where I'll get to a point and be like, yeah, you know what? That was fun. Let me go and do something else. And that something else is usually watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah. All those wood videos you're watching. Yes. You have to do a lot of research in order to make sure that you're up on the most current woodworking terminology. You don't just want to be throwing crazy terms out there like lathe and planer and not really understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Because in the wide world of woodworking, 
there are experts out there who will call you out on your shit. So I want to position this podcast as a podcast for wood professionals, those who really know how to massage their wood and get the most out of it. Do you still have any of the items that you made in junior high in shop class? Like, I know that we had those little stools that the, the wood stools that fold up and they, you know, you can store them flat, but then, you know, it pops up and I, I think I still have mine. And uh, the box that you made that this is what seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I, I still have that little box too. I do not because we never had shop class in junior high. We had the ever so useful religion class. Oh, you went to, you went to Catholic. That's uh, right. Uh, yes. I wasted time there in those classes learning about bullshit. Oh, that silly thing called religion. Oh <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's a shame. Cause you missed out. You missed out on home ec. I mean, how, yeah. how else are you going to know how to bake a pie? Or, or, or I make don't. a pillow. I, yeah, I know neither of those. I do not know how to make a pillow. I don't know how to make a pie. I've missed out and my life is lacking because I was denied those classes. It's a shame. It really I, is a shame. Damn straight, it's a shame. It yeah. should be child abuse. And, and how did all those religion classes go for you? Because that's all being used right now, right? Well, I, I'll tell you what, they turned me into an atheist. So, Funky there. Thumbs up. Yeah. Going through that bullshit ended up teaching me the error of my ways and I escaped. The error of your ways was being introduced to religion. (laughs) Yeah. I was being indoctrinated into it. And no one needs that. Nope. It's a shame. Like my family was very religious. I know still like a lot of my family goes to church daily and shit like that. That's something that was never for me. I was never into that. But I mean, it works for some people. And if that's what you're into, you have that right to do that. I just wish growing up that my family didn't force me to go to school, to, to Sunday school, not like, not to school. Cause like, I mean, like they want to stay out of jail and everything. So, so going to Sunday school, going to, you know, the church and everything, I wish that I had the option to go through that or, or even, learn about other different types of religion because what was being taught to me, I didn't have any connection with. No, all those other religions, ah, they're heathen religions. They're fake. You though, you're the one with the right one. You, out of all of the other ones on the face of the planet, you pick the right one because you're smart. Yes, because you know, we all know. Yeah, you were born in a specific place where that was the majority of religion. So obviously that's the right one. Yeah. I just can't get on board with any of that. And that's why we don't talk about religion. Pretty much. I have nothing to say about it. Not, nothing positive to say about it, at least. Yeah. But that's why we're twisting this entire podcast to focus on one single topic to prevent from straying into dangerous waters. We're building that boat out of wood. Yes. Because wood floats. Or so I'm told. I've seen it with my own eyes. Really? Yes. I am a believer in the buoyancy of wood. So <laughs> would you follow a wood god? <laughs> if one came up to me and was like, I am the god of wood, I'd be like, okay, cool. What are we going to do today? We're going to whittle something. 
And I'd be like, all right, we're whittling. We're, we're <laughs> totally whittling. I will share the message of whittling. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do that? With, like, for me, it's whenever we would go camp or up to my grandparents' trailer up in Pima Tuning, like when we would go fishing, my whole thing was, I don't give a shit about fishing. I hate fishing. It's fucking boring. You sit there for hours and fucking you do nothing. So the only thing that I got any joy out of when I was doing that was taking a knife and like carving shit in the wood. That would that was more exciting than fishing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't get fishing. You don't fish, do you? Right? I don't. Yeah. That was not that was not something you really got into. I used to go with my dad when mm-hmm. I was much younger. We would go out uh, someplace up on the Allegheny, out where he worked. He knew of a nice little dock, and we would go out there not too frequently, once, maybe twice a year. So it was kind of a special thing because it wasn't like an every weekend deal. And we'd make a specific plan to wake up early in the morning, go get our lunches and go and get the bait, get the fresh bait, go out on the water. And yeah, they were nice kind of bonding times. But then you know, we both kind of lost interest. I think he was interested only in spending time with me and I was only interested in spending time with him. And then when we realized, holy shit, we could do all of that spending time with each other and hanging out without putting fucking worms and minnows on hooks and throwing them into the water and waiting an hour while something bit only to take it off the hook and throw it back because it was like an Allegheny whitefish. You know, once we realized that there were other things that we could bond over, fishing kind of fell by the wayside and I never found reason in paying for a license to go fish. So all of that stuff was kind of left behind. Would you would you consider doing something where if your your um your family came down to visit, you charter like a boat or something and do you know off you know offshore fishing or something? I probably wouldn't do the offshore fishing because I don't think anybody would be interested in it. But if they came down to charter a boat to go up and down the river and out into the Gulf, then absolutely, yeah, I'd be like, let's just take an afternoon. Get up in the morning, go out here, do this, go around for a little bit, have the boat chartered for the day. And uh, yeah, I'd absolutely do that just to go out on the water for a day. That way I don't have to take care of a boat. We can just rent somebody else's and have them drive us around. Well, that's our show for this week. This is episode 48 of Yins and That. I am your co-host, Andy, and the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sans sans and memes, and the maestro of wood. Yes. I like that you're writing it down for next time. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is. I mean, I wasn't (laughs) kidding. I am going to have your long ass fucking title. You know, whenever I get around to making t-shirts, we'll have. (laughs) And it will be glorious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so this is episode 48 of Yinsnet. We're almost at 50. We're so close. Closing in on the half century. So have a good week, everybody, or weekend, because you'd listen to this on Thursdays, hopefully, Thursday, Friday, you know. So have a good weekend. Um, have a drink for us. Uh, send us free shit. Get excited about wood because we're excited. It, it can only go up from here. We're going to mm-hmm. build on this wood platform. Yep. Keep an eye out for that morning wood because you never know where it's going to strike.